Hey y'all, how you doing? How you feeling? How you living? Thanks for joining me today. It's your girl Akua, your host for Dem Coins Podcast, where we help millennials of faith gain clarity on what they truly value, manage and increase their income, and crush their financial goals. And in today's episode, we have our very first guest, Nancy Incurtesia. She is a career strategy coach. And today's episode is all about career shifts. I am so excited. Enjoy. So here at Them Coins, once again, we are all about leveling up in our finances. And certainly one way to do that is to shift. So whether you're an entrepreneur or you work in the traditional marketplace, she's going to give her her top tips from her 10 years of experience. So our guest, Nancy Incurtesia, is a results-driven student affairs professional with successful work experience and higher education. Her focus areas include career coaching and workforce development, along with student advising and leadership development. Her goal is to empower individuals by advocating and guiding them in making successful decisions associated with their career. So without further ado, let's get into this interview. All right. And hello, Coins family. We have our first official guest. Yes, yes, yes. Applause, applause, applause. We have with us Nancy Incurtesia, and she is a career strategist, and she is going to help us get our careers in check. If some of us are looking to shift in the beginning of this year, 2021, because 2020 definitely tried us, she is here to give all of her amazing expertise. Hey, Nancy, how you doing? Hey there, I'm doing well in yourself. I am doing Awesome, 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 awesome. So for the people who are, you know, obviously just getting used to you and just, you know, getting to know you for the first time. So career strategist, right? How did you land upon this field? If you could explain just how you, just how you kind of landed um, in this field. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. It all goes back to when I was in college, I was that student that utilized like the writing center and the career services. I always wanted to stay in trend with what's going on as far as careers and the workforce and being employed and having a job after college. So once I graduated with my undergraduate degree, I decided to pursue my master's degree. And while I was pursuing my master's degree, I actually interned with career services. I did that for about a year. And that's where I kind of got my hand into the role of being a career coach, learning about career strategies, job search, preparation, interviewing, all of that. And so from my time as a, a graduate student that transferred into my full-time role once I got my master's, and I've had over 10 years of experience in career services and academic advising. I've done the best of both, but I always found that career coaching, career development, career management has always been my niche. And so I've been doing that for the past 10 years. I absolutely love it. It's always new. There's always something fresh to learn from it. That is awesome. Wow. 10 years. Whole decade of experience on this podcast, y'all. I'm so excited. So with 10 years, right, we've never seen a global pandemic. 
So what has been the shift that you're seeing in your clients and your students and people looking to job search and shift if they do have a current job during this time? So being flexible, being able to work remote is the new thing. Now this is the new norm. Having appropriate technology that is dependable. (laughs) That's the new thing now. So I know with a lot of career changers or even people that are their current employers, they're asking for the opportunity to work both remotely and in the office. So that's something now that employers are, are trying to work on or some employers are trying to make happen because we see that we can still get work done remotely. So I think moving forward after the pandemic finally shifts, I think professionals will be able to work both in the office and from home. God bless it. Yes, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I, and I think also now people are starting to realize what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are as far as like being on task and checking off as they go. So that's another thing, like when people are talking about skill development, are you able to work under pressure, (laughs) knowing that there's so many different distractions that could be there, or are you able to still get your work done in a timely fashion? Yes, absolutely. Yes, this this 2020 has definitely been a time for self-reflection and uh, self-assessing for sure. Yes. That part, assessment, <laughs> So now with, with everything going on, do you find that, what do you find is the uh, most pressing issue with people that come in looking for uh, career advice? Now, it seems like people are pivoting. They want to be able to still do the work that they enjoy and that they have a passion for and just be able to combine it. So I'm seeing uh, nowadays a lot of people are becoming entrepreneurs, um, having side hustles, side hustles becoming their full-time um, role. So that's the, new, that's the new trend I'm seeing. But that's great because that also gives, again, people the opportunity to showcase their passion, but still do the work that they love. I think when you have work that you do that you actually love and, and enjoy, you thrive really well in that role. But if you're just doing busy work that you're supposed to do and you don't really have a passion or the, the, the wanting to do it, it can kind of become repetitive. And in that time, at that time, that's when you start looking for something else or you just burn out. So the trend that I am seeing now, again, is people starting their own businesses or starting their side hustles, but still being able to be passionate and flourish at the same time. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, entrepreneurship is definitely a hot buzzword right now. And if anything, you know, I always promote here that full-time entrepreneurship may not be for everybody, but I feel like multiple streams of income is as we're learning with COVID and everything going on. um, Multiple streams of income is kind of a must at this point. So you work with people who may be in a traditional kind of career path, you know, kind of working their way up the corporate ladder, but also entrepreneurship. So I wonder what's the difference, if there is any difference between coaching someone that wants to go more of the entrepreneurship route, as opposed to someone that's like, no, I want to be corporate. I want to be a lawyer or whatever, you know, 
the traditional, the more traditional path? Yeah, I think it really just depends on the interest of the person and what area that they want to go into as far as careers. Some people are entrepreneurs, but they also want to shift and do something maybe with finance or do something with accounting. It really depends on like the area of work where you can see yourself really thriving in. I would say that with corporate, most of the time people want to move up the corporate ladder. So there's a lot of reskilling, upskilling with that. And then with entrepreneurs, they just want to build on and maybe uh, mentor other people and build them so that they can work for them as well. So I think it's a catch-22 if you think about it, because you're able to establish yourself, you're able to develop those skills, but at the same time, you're able to also help others who want to move up as well. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds good. So... It seems like the majority of people that you work with are pretty self-aware individuals. So what happens when you encounter people that are like, listen, I just, I just hate all the things and I hate my job and I don't really know where to go from here. So how do you work with those people as well? Absolutely. This is the time where you really do have that reflection with yourself as as the individual. Also, getting acclimated with assessments, I think, are really, really good because they really help you decide on what area of work you really could see yourself being part of. You know, some people, what I've, what I've noticed, I've seen some people go from, like, doing social work and really wanted to go into accounting, but it's like, do you have that background? If you don't have that background, then you may need to start looking at like courses that's going to help you improve that or help you get into the field because it's some some fields are very hard to get in if you don't have the formal training for it. But if you have the interest for it, then you can definitely do do that or pursue that. I when when I worked at the university, I once helped a student that had a lot of background with marketing and management, but they wanted to go into accounting. They didn't really have work experience with accounting, but they had classroom experience. So in that sense, I asked them, why don't you tell me a little bit about your experience with working with people? Are you a people person? What are some of the projects that you worked on? What are some of the class projects? Like when when we're talking about students, I, I think it's a little easier, but when we're talking about professionals that want to do a whole switch, that's when you really want to do the reflection. Is this something that you could see yourself doing one, five, ten years from now? Is this something that you feel like you have the, the, the opportunity to take classes or find skills to really propel your work? So I think it really, again, depends on the individual, but are you willing to do those assessments to figure out if that is the right field of work for you? I hope y'all taking notes because I am. <laughs> <laughs> A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of nuggets in there. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I love that you have a long-term approach when discussing options because you really need to think about, especially if you're going to make a shift in a field that you don't necessarily have experience in, do you really want to make the investment in education and money and in time to then, you know, maybe invest a year or two in education because you will need to do this for a pretty long time? For sure. Yeah. So with people who may like their field, but maybe not necessarily their specific company. So what are some things I can do to stand out in a good way, whether that's uh, 
like resume or interview tips? Like what are some things that will help people stand out in a good way in the traditional market? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You definitely want to do your research. Career research is the top priority. And when I say career research, it just, it goes beyond just going on the website and seeing what they do. You want to connect with people. You want to network. You want to ask questions. You want to do informational interviews. Informational interviews are key. I know a lot of people may be uncomfortable just approaching someone and asking them, well, how is your job doing? That's not how you go about it. You really want to do your due diligence and actually research. If it's your company that you want to move up in, you research the area that you want to go into. If it's another company, you research that company. And then you also utilize LinkedIn to do your network. Find people that have the experience that you're looking for, that maybe have the same experience as you. Connect with them. And then that way you're doing your research. So that way you're figuring out what types of questions I should ask. What what background is needed to really flourish in whatever position that that it is that I'm looking for. It's always a plus to do your research because that's the only way you're you're really going to find out about a particular employer or about a particular role. Also, again, you can go on their website and learn about it, but I think connecting with people one-on-one is a little bit more effective because you really get to ask them, what is the day-to-day duties or how is it working there? What's the company culture? How is it working in that office? I think having that personal touch will actually give you the, 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 the form to do a little bit more because you're talking to an actual person who actually experiences what a day it's like to be in that role or what a day is like to be in that role. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Ooh, so you mentioned two, well, two things that correlate with each other. Now they're synonymous, LinkedIn and networking. So do I have to have a LinkedIn? Is this a necessity now in the market? What are your thoughts on LinkedIn? You know what? With everything going tech, not tech now, technology-driven, I believe it's important to have it because you can't just walk up to an employer anymore and try to talk to people or have coffee or sit down with people. It's COVID. Nobody's doing that. But you can definitely set up, you know, a conference call with someone if you are if you if you know them or if somebody else knows them, but I, I really truly believe that LinkedIn is a very good tool to get to know people and network with people. I've used it myself. I, I use it as a testimony because when I got my first job out of college, I actually utilized LinkedIn and that's how I was able to get my first job. <laughs> I, you know, the thing is you know, as an intern, we were taught to teach people how to network. But when it came time for us to do it, it's kind of nerve wracking because you're like, you don't want to seem like you're, you know, crazy or <laughs> a goofy for <laughs> right. to go contact someone that you don't know. That's kind of creepy, right? But there's a way that you go about it. And, you know, you talk about yourself, you talk about where you see your career going and your career aspirations. And sometimes people are receptive to that other times, not everyone is receptive to that. People just have a lot going on in their own lives or they just don't see your request sometimes, but it's worth the shot. I know for me, it really helped because I reached out to someone that was in the field 
that I saw myself being in. And I really wanted to know how it is to work there. I mean, I know it from the lens of being a student, but I didn't know it from the lens of being a professional. So that person, you know, was really gracious to do the informational interview. I learned about them. They learned about me. And little did I know they had a position waiting. (laughs) And just through that informational session and contacting them through LinkedIn, we were able to make a connection and I got that job. So that's why I always tell people that LinkedIn is very, it's very effective, even though, again, it's kind of creepy at first when you're just reaching out to people you don't know. But again, that goes back to doing your research, finding out about that company, finding out about the positions or the roles that you might be interested in, because you will find someone that's in there. And a lot of times people are open and, and are willing to talk about their experience. So yeah. I find it's very Oh, that's awesome. That's great that you talked about implementation because much of the stuff is a lot of theory, but when it comes time to do it, <laughs> it's nerve wracking. But yeah, it definitely sounds like, you know, you take, you take what you, you know, you take what comes forward as a result of you putting yourself out there and, you know, you kind of don't worry about, oh, that person didn't respond, you know, just brush it off and keep it moving. Cool, cool. Okay. So people, LinkedIn is a necessity. There you have it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Especially now, especially now, because, you know, it's COVID. Again, people are not meeting up for, for you know, for coffee or lunch or anything like that. They, they, they are open to Zooming or doing a webcam call or doing even a phone call. If you don't want to meet them face-to-face, that's fine, too. Some people might be open to just doing the phone call, and that's fine. The whole point is being able to connect with someone especially in an organization that you may be interested in. Very cool. So then with, with that process, do you, you know, follow the person and then like a couple of their things and then slide in their DMs? Like how, how does this kind of work? (laughs) (laughs) There's different ways of doing this. First on LinkedIn, I would say that, you as the individual should try to have your profile completed as full as, as, as much as possible. Right. Um, because it doesn't make sense to really reach out to people and they look on your LinkedIn and you have no information. Then that's when it gets really like awkward. Like, what are you guys going to talk about? You know what you do, but they don't know what you do. And a lot of times if they see that your profile is not Full or it's not filled with anything, they're probably not going to respond to your, your request for an info session or an informational. So I think the first thing starts with you as the individual. Make sure you complete your LinkedIn profile. Put a professional picture up. Tell them what your role is. You know, do those basic things first. Then you can reach out to people because then they'll look at your LinkedIn and see that, oh, okay, there's some similarities or, oh, okay, I have some questions that I can prepare myself to ask the individual. So that's the first thing. You definitely want to make sure that your profile is up to date, um, that you have a nice professional picture. And then if you are the type that likes to be creative or there are some articles that you can relate to that may be related to the field and you can connect with someone on that, I would definitely say repost, comment, Go on people's page. Some people are like really into that. So if you are very active on LinkedIn, that's a very good way to get noticed as well. So posting articles, commenting, not just posting, but commenting, letting it 
makes sense. <laughs> make it make sense. Make it be relatable to what is going on. You know, current events, again, it depends on the field that you want to go into. I know for me, again, I like to post stuff that's related to careers because that's the field I'm in. And I like to go on other people's page that have the same similarities as me. Also, joining groups within LinkedIn that's in the field or the focus area that you see yourself being in is helpful because that's, again, how you meet people. You'll see that you'll have a first connection, a second connection, and a third connection. A lot of times, those second connections have something in common with you. So you want to see what groups they're in and see what they're talking about. And do not be shy to comment or repost. That definitely gets you out there. That definitely gets you noticed. You know, at first, again, it could be nerve-wracking and or it can be awkward. It can be because it's like, I don't know this person. They don't know me. They may not accept me. <laughs> and that, that's true that that can happen, but it doesn't hurt to try because there are people that are willing to connect and that want to connect, you know, and you can learn a lot from other people. It's not just all about what you know, but it's also about what other professionals know as well. So LinkedIn is a great space if you're trying to grow your network and become the professional um, that you see yourself being, I think it's definitely a good tool to use. All right. Well, I think that's a pretty good uh, starting place for people looking to shift or, you know, shift either just from their companies or shift their careers as a whole. And so with anyone who, similar to what we were talking about earlier, anyone who may say, okay, you know, I do this, but I want to switch to this. During these times, are there is, are there any financial options available for people looking to go back to school for continued education? Or should they just get a certificate online, right? Are those things weight the same? Wow, that's a great question. I know a lot of different non-for-profits that are doing certain trainings for people that want to upskill, some people that want to reskill. A lot of times your current employer, you can find out if they're doing any type of professional development as well to see if that can help you pivot. There is also LinkedIn learning that's very effective. I think you may have to be a paying member, but it helps becoming certified. And the thing is, too, as hard as it is now, you you may have to invest if you want to really like upskill in certain programs, it it is going to cost you. There are some financial obligations if you really want to move up. But again, there are different ways through your companies. Like I would, if I, if I could give people advice about taking courses, see if your company is willing to pay for that. A lot of companies will pay for you to go back to school. A lot of companies will pay for you to get additional certifications Look at your local not-for-profits because they do offer um, options for trainings at a lower cost or an, at affordable affordable rate. They have different options. So again, your company, look to them for options and look at the non-for-profits. Definitely utilize LinkedIn Learning. And then I think it's all about doing research and finding out what's the best fit for you, what's the duration of what a training could be, what's the cost. 
and then comparing the two and then figuring out what's best for you. Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, sort of start in-house. I think sometimes when we're looking to shift, we're always looking, you know, outside, outside, and we haven't even tapped into the resources that we currently have available. You'd be very surprised. A lot of these, a lot of these employers offer a lot of opportunities to their employees, but you don't know what you don't know. So you have to ask questions. Definitely see if they have professional development opportunities or room for that because if they want to keep you as an employee, they're going to make sure that they ensure that you are well prepared for the job, right? So they're going to make sure that you can upskill or that they can offer any type of training or any type of conference for you to, uh, uh, you know, go to that will help you with your career. I know with my past employers, I've had that opportunity to go to conferences, to go to webinars that you know, keep me in the know of what's going on in the industry, because that's the thing. The industry is changing so much. Again, we're in times where there's a lot of change. So things are not always going to be how they were from like five years ago or even a year ago. Things are always changing. So it's up to your employer to really see that and really want to invest in your learning so that you could be your best professional, your best self. Yes, absolutely. I'm asking you shall receive. Okay, okay. <laughs> so now we're just going to kind of wrap it up with some wrap-up questions. So some are, some are, you know, kind of fun, and then some are, you know, a little more uh, deep and intellectual, if you will. But No pressure, no pressure. So first question is, what is your current favorite piece of advice or your current mantra that you're living by right now? Mm, Definitely reflect. You know, sometimes for some people, you, a job may appear to be one way, but then you wouldn't really know it until you get into the, the job. And once you see it, trust your in- your instincts. Again, that goes back with reflecting, like reflecting, is this what I really want to do? Is this what I really can see myself doing in the next one, five, 10 years? Because a job takes up a good chunk of your day. <laughs> Even working remote, it takes up a good chunk of your day. And if you enjoy what you're doing, I think you're going to thrive well. If you're just barely making it, you'll do well, but you're not going to enjoy. You're always going to be stressed and you might burn out. So really reflect on what you want to do. Don't just be quick to change and not really have a backup plan. So if I can offer advice, that would be to make sure you really reflect on what it is that you want to do. What can you see yourself doing and what is it going to take for you to be that professional that you really want to see yourself being? Yeah. Reflection. (laughs) That's a big thing. Oh, that is good. That is good. Yes. And again, as we've been talking about, COVID has definitely forced a lot of us to reflect. (laughs) It all forced us to slow down. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. That part. (laughs) Absolutely. So next question, your favorite food or drink? Oh, my favorite food. I like lots of food. I, I love food. I love to eat. My favorite as of recent has been pokey. I love pokey. 
Nice. Okay. Okay. What's your favorite pokey place in the city? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have two different places. There's this place in Uptown called Pokeology. I love it there. But then I also like Aloha Pokey. That's where I, I got my start in liking pokey. <laughs> um, yeah. So both places. It's cool. Pokey it is. Mm-hmm. All right. And what is the hardest part of your job? The hardest part of my job. Hmm. I have to think about that one. I don't consider it to be hard. I won't say it's hard. The challenge is, you know, as a coach and as a strategist, you really want to see people succeed, but sometimes people give up. So as a coach, it's my job to empower them. And the beauty of that is, you know, sometimes they just don't recognize their own skills, but being able to talk to them, again, going through those reflection exercises with your clients, I think you're really able to see, you know, something that they may not know. And I think that comes with, with experience and time of being a coach. You're able to empower them and let them really see that the little things do matter. I have a perfect example of that. One time I was helping a client and he was looking to go into marketing and his background is in retail. So, you know, retail is a form of marketing and advertisement, but he just did not see that. He was like, I work as a cashier. I help take clothes back to where they belong. I help do this and do that. I don't see how I can see myself being in marketing and doing that. I was like, okay. So when you get customers that come in the store, are you telling them about promotions going on? Yeah, I, I share that. Okay, what about floor sets? Are you dressing the dolls in the window? Are you doing things like that? Are you putting clothes that you feel are appealing to a certain crowd in a certain place so that it can be visible? He was like, yeah, I do that. I'm like, you know, that's marketing. You're marketing a brand. You're branding something there. He was like, you know, I never thought of it that way. I'm like, see, you're just, you know, you're just starting out. But look at little things like that, because little things are like that build on experience. You build experience from those different things. And I think being able to share that with him and really allowing him to see how that connects with what he wants to do, I think was an aha moment. So again, just, you know, it's not, it's, it's, it can be a challenge when people are quick to give up because they don't know, they don't know how to express what they're good at. But it's also rewarding to see that once you break it down with them and have those meaningful discussions and reflect with them and really show them how to go about it and see them flourish and really have those moments like, wow, I never thought about that. Or, wow, I could definitely use that. That's the beauty of it. So again, I wouldn't see, I wouldn't say that it's the hardest part of my job. It is challenging, but it's also rewarding to see them manifest that. So yeah, trust your sauce. Yeah, that's good. That (laughs) is good. And then kind of leading into that, what do you want to be remembered for? What do I want to be remembered for? Wow. That's another great question. You have a lot of great questions. (laughs) I try. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be remembered as the person that is the agent of change. You know, I was once there. I was once the person that was asking those questions. And sometimes I still ask that question just because I'm a career strategist or a coach doesn't mean that I don't have those questions myself. You know, if I'm, if I'm going to lead someone or if I'm going to help someone, 
I have had experiences where I'm able to share my stories with them to inspire them and to really empower them. So again, just being that agent of change and really wanting to see people do well and do better and really do well in their careers. You know, we're living in hard times now. And so people are are open to, to work. They're open to learning new skills and just being able to be that encouraging person for them, that people person, they're, 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 their cheerleader, as I would say. I think that's a, a big thing for me. And that's what I would want people to remember me for. That's awesome. Ooh, an agent of change. I like that. I'm going to get that like tattooed somewhere. <laughs> Agents of change. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh my goodness. And so with that, you mentioned within that last answer, kind of still being in process. So for your next moves for yourself. So what do you see for Nancy? What do you see for yourself in the next couple of years? <laughs> um, definitely having my own, my own gig. It's a work, it's a work in progress. I'm, I'm getting it done, you know, but you know, again, just staying, staying in the field of career services for sure. I definitely love what I do. So I can definitely see myself doing that for years to come, but establishing my own, you dig, you know, my, my own. Yes. Eventually it's, it's coming. It's coming. I'm just putting my, all my things together and you'll hear from me very soon. You'll hear from me very soon. Yes. That is awesome. Cause I mean, it takes, it takes a lot of time to put, <laughs> to put any business together. You definitely have to put time aside to do all that. You have to have a timeline. It's not something where you just get up one day and say, I'm going to do this. It takes time it takes effort it takes content you have to have content <laughs> ding 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 yes um, so right you have to have content to share it's not just oh i'm just gonna talk about this although some people you know what some people can do that and that's fine but with me i'm, I'm the type i'm the type that i need a timeline i need to make things make sure that things are you know in order and then i can do that that's same systems. Yes. And yes, <laughs> systems. <laughs> yes. 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 Systems and organization is key for me. I can't just do things off the fly. I need a system. <laughs> All right. Well, that kind of wraps up the, the ending questions. And for people who are looking to get career strategy services from you, where can the people reach you? Definitely. You can reach me at my email address. <laughs> it's um, N-I-N-K-E-R-T-S-I-A-H at gmail.com. I'm also on social media. I'm very active on LinkedIn. Just search Nancy and Curtia, my, my first and my last name. I'm also involved in Instagram, and that's Nancy underscore Inc. at higher. <laughs> you can find me there as well. So I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, and through email if you are looking for coaching and um, career strategies. 
Awesome. Well, I'll definitely make sure to put all of your handles and your contact information in the description box so that the people can contact you directly, get all this fantastic, awesome career strateginess on a very personal one-on-one -on -one level, you know, because yes. mm -hmm. we're all individuals. Yeah. So some of us need a little, you know, a little more, you know, so it's all good. Get the help you need in these times. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Nancy. All right. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes, yes. It has been such an honor to have you on the show. Ooh, y'all, that was good. Oh, I had quite a few aha moments, but I think my biggest takeaway was using what I have if I want to make a shift. Nancy mentioned resources that you can use within your current job, charities, things that I hadn't really thought about when it comes to shifting. So I am so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you were blessed by today's episode. And that pretty much wraps up today's episode. Thank you for joining me. I hope you got some new insights or maybe you just got some confirmation on a couple of things. Let your girl know. Feel free to reach out to me via email. Hello at DemCoinsOnline.com. Also, feel free to check us out on Instagram, Dem.Coins. If you have any good topics, cool new strategies, let me know. And while you're at it, feel free to write an awesome five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about me, okay? <laughs> I am so excited for all of us on this journey. And until next time, stay encouraged.